What song reminds you of Lewis York? No regrets. No, besides a Lewis York song. Oh, besides Lewis York. Yeah. I mean, No Regrets gives me Michael Cimbello, Maniac. That's what you feeling, this yeah. Timon? That's your that's vibe. Really, yeah, I love that. That's a vibe, Timon. Love that. Vibe. Such a vibe. Welcome, welcome to another special edition, actually. Mm. Special, special edition, edition. episode of We Sound Crazy podcast. Billionaire, Timon Bacon, Bacon from Bacon, Chuck Harmony, Claude Kelly, aka Lewis Short, aka Lewis Short, Lewis Short, Lewis Yelp. Welcome to the Eddie Bauer Lewis. edition. The, the what? The Eddie Bauer edition. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that in the Ford edition? <laughs> this is the Eddie Bauer edition right here. Crazy. So we sound crazy, family. We are actually going to dig into Lewis York's yeah. American Griot. Yes. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, always American, American Griot. American Griot. Yeah. The T yeah. is silent. The T is silent. <laughs> Griot. Griot. Yeah. You know the website, The Griot? Yes. That's how we first discovered the word. We did a, we did a performance for them. The first like online performance, and we, the, we were booked with the with the Grio. And we were like, "Well, what's the Grio?" And that's how we figured out that it was like a thing. So that's yeah. that's how we learned how to pronounce it as well. That's it's, amazing. So we're gonna dig into this amazing classic, which is available now on all streaming platforms. Oh, yes, now. it's out. It's go, out. Go get yeah. it. Thank you, Lord. Go and get the it. And the reason why I asked for that particular song, The Michael Cimbello Maniac, because, well, most of you probably heard No Regrets at, by this point, but No Regrets really gives me that vibe on yeah, that man. record. And when I was listening to the album, um, of course, because we were privileged to get an advanced copy of the record. Because um, you're special. Yeah. <laughs> I'm as kind, I'm as important. Um, but yeah, I was just thinking of Maniac and MJ beat it when I was listening to No Regrets. It's one yeah. of my favorite records on the album. That's a huge compliment. Yeah. In in my head, like when I'm when I'm creating music for Lewis York, I always kinda have this backdrop of Knight Rider. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. just like this this we the black knight writer. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I used to love Knight Writer. Me too. Oh, as a wasn't child. That the best? I had the little car. I had the car yes. that you got you riding. I, I think in in my in my, in, in my memory. I associate Knight Rider with cool. Me too. And, yeah. and so when I'm making music for Lewis York, I want Lewis York to be cool. So yeah. That's that's why it's always in the back of my head. Same thing. That and Miami Vice for me. Miami Vice too. Miami Vice. Philip Michael Thomas. Philip right? Michael Thomas. Don, I remember, yeah. Don Johnson. Don, Don Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. We we talk about that a lot during the mm -hmm. the creative process. Oh yes. Crazy. So without further ado, why don't we go into the intro? Yes. Yes. Let's do that. It's it's the American Griot's intro. Yeah, and let tell me, them tell them tell them about the, the the vision of us coming off the spaceship mm -hmm. and the whole nine. We had this whole thing. This is 
the, this album is a, a whole story. It's a whole story. So tell them. So the, the Griots thing is that you go from town to town. That's the tradition of it. Like right. a Griot was a West African poet or musician that traveled from town to town telling the oral history. So because we're trying to flip it to the future, we, we kind of made the album almost as if it's that arrival into a town. We put on this production with, with lessons and then we leave town at the end. So American Griot's intro is literally like some weirdos or some aliens literally coming down into town. And the first thing you'd hear from this, like, I don't know, weirdo spaceship, whatever you want to call it, is this voice, which is Caroline Williams, who's the poet on mm -hmm. the intro, mm -hmm. um, kind of like proclaiming, like, here's what you're about to get. And the first line of her, of her proclamation is, this is American story. So no matter where we are in the world, whether we're in the United States, whether we're in Africa, whether we're in UK, Mars, Hopefully we take this all over the world, but we wanted that to be that opening statement of this American Griot's album. Like, this is American, American story. story. Yeah. yeah. So the whole idea is that you, we land and we have this whole production around like a bonfire. We have this, this whole fantasy of like electric, a few, blue. electric blue bonfire. Mm -hmm. And this whole, this, this whole album is happening with people gathered around and we're just giving them these songs and these productions and the Shindellas come off the spaceship and Patrick comes off and wow. Caroline comes off and at the end, of course, you wave goodbye, get back off and go to the next village. Mm -hmm. The intro is that entrance into the village. I love how y'all set that up because it really feels like that. Yeah. yeah. Listen to the record. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Without further ado. The intro. The intro. Story, a fists up story, an hour power story. I've read, I'll write this blues story. I'm talking a high low story, uptown to down home, an old news story, Kuta to Kendrick, a turned up, stripped down soundboard and get box. You heard what I said. This here is the call. This here is the work, this work is the joy, and by joy I mean chance to show how we stay woke and stay fresh, live past death, we show strong, we survive off the sound we make when we tell our story. So All In My Feelings is track two on this yes. masterpiece, this yes. classic. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Tell us about All In My Feelings. Well, there's there's a couple parts to it. So I, I guess I'll speak to the lyrics and, mm. and the melody part, and, and then I think the music conversation is even deeper. But when Chuck and I do music, we do it so that it has like a, um, a surface meaning. So it's like a love song, like... Yeah. I love you, or it's, I want to get, I want to get with you, and that's always there because that's how we we just write poetry, lo love poetry. But then if you listen, there's always a double or a triple meaning. So on one hand, it's really a song about how I lost someone I love. The whole chorus is like me saying, "I realize now that you are the most important thing, and I'm all in my feelings about it." But the grander statement, like I told you, with me us coming into this village, the first thing I say is, "Pass the microphone." 
because there's, th there's something I want to get off my chest. Mm -hmm. I'm so tired of being alone. I don't sleep much now. My heart gets no rest. That's really more of a statement about how unsettled I am with the world mm -hmm. and like how frustrated I am about topics. So I'm setting you up like, yo, we've been thinking, we've been brewing. I haven't been sleeping. And uh, the whole song becomes the opening to the album. Like I'm about to spill my guts. I'm all in my feelings. So get ready for a lot of different emotions. And then on, on the music tip, Claude's voice is reminiscent of the male vocalists that I love, like Phil Collins, like Sting, those, those kinds of rugged yet expressive, rugged yet beautiful voices. And so when, whenever I'm doing Lewis York specifically, I'm trying to find those kinds of feelings. So if, if you listen to All In My Feelings, you'll hear the influences of the, the Phil Collins yeah, in, yeah, in the yeah, music yeah. production. Who I love. Mm. And, and it just fits so beautifully with his mm -hmm. voice, especially when the, the hooks open up and it's just this big wall of mm -hmm. that voice. The other part of the, the album is, is my, my overall theme for the whole thing is marrying old and new to create next. Mm. So when I'm flipping the, the track into something, I'm saying like, you can take this same feeling and do it this kind of way. You know, mm. it's the same feeling. You can take this feeling and flip it into something else and then you marry the two and you get what's new yeah and so that's that that's that's really prevalent on all of my feelings all right here's all of my feelings and i would tell you this face to face but i can't reach it could i have heard you beyond repair Chuck introduced you for the first time to like, I like to call them musical vignettes. There's like a whole little horn section. You think the song is over and then there's these yeah, horns coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. And those are my favorite parts of the album because it suggests, first of all, where we want to go next, which is like we want to be filming, I'm um, scoring films. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the things that we respect from like Quincy Jones and people mm -hmm. like that. People forget that you can be saying something without actually using your voice and saying something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so there's these moments where I call them new sampleable moments. We've sampled so much of the records from the past that, like, we're on, we're about creating new musical things that people will dig through crates and find in 20, 30 years and be like, yo, let's just take that little piece right there and make a whole new hip-hop record out of that. Yeah. So the, the album is just, they're hidden all throughout the but album. But don't it's go nuts. sampling my shit now. Right, 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 right. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. Let my shit breathe. Let me make some money. <laughs> you feel me? We sound crazy. So no regrets. Mm. Um... It's no secret that that's like one of my favorite records. That's your favorite. That's one of your favorites. One of my favorite. One okay. of my favorites. Um, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I just personally wanted to know what's the origin of that record. Like, was Chuck at the piano? Did you did the the lyrics come to one of you on the toilet one? Day? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the origin of that record? Because I'm like, I feel like there's a common thread through this album. Like, you all really take to vamps on this album. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. I love way, a vamp. Like, the way you... And it's never, like, 
monotonous to the point where it's just like, okay, I'm sick of hearing this one line. It's always like you just allow the listener to sit yeah. in that vamp and really take in the song. So like if you haven't noticed what the song is about up until that vamp, you're yes. going to realize it once that vamp is over. Right. That's and I was just listening to No Regrets, the way that they've, the harmonies are coming in, Claude's ad-libs are placed perfectly. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's nuts to me. I, Chuck, do you remember how you created No Regrets? Yeah. Uh, we were we were in rehearsals, okay. And I, I don't know what we were rehearsing for, but I started playing those chords, and you started singing. Yeah, a lot of times rehearsals, because because yeah. it really just requires me and Chuck to be by a piano or yeah. a guitar, and then we start messing around or. It but was, it's it's always so organic because a lot of times he might start singing something, and then I'll just go I'm by a piano, so I'll pick up what he's doing, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm at the piano just playing something, and he'll start singing to it. And we'll both know, we'd be like, record that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Leslie Brathway mixed that record. Yeah. And when we sent it to him, he's insane. He mixed like Outkast and Pharrell and Full yeah. Cell alumni. Yeah, yeah insane. Man. Um, uh, we sent it to him and he hit back. He was like, oh, I get this shit. Yeah, he's yeah, like, I know what y'all like, trying to do. I know what y'all, this is that Billy Ocean, yeah, yeah. Gregory Abbott, all of that. And we're like, go, yeah, go, yeah. go. That's why we put the Shindellas on it. Because first of all, a shout out to the Shindellas because they're awesome. They make every what song up, brighter. What up, Shannies? What up, what up, Dells? Um, <laughs> uh, Casey, Casey, Stacy, and Tam to add like a whole layer of sunshine. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. like the Skittles rainbow on, yeah. the, on the record. Yeah. And the message that I want the world to know: you don't have to be alone. We don't have very long, so love anyone you want. Was deliberate. Mm. It's deliberate. It was me and Chuck's way of, of saying like, here's a new way to to think, to present music, especially as two black men doing pop record, doing pop R&B soul records. I feel like there's um, a lot of closed mindedness, but also a lot of fakeness to what uh, is happening in music versus what's happening in the real world. Mm. And uh, uh, there's a movement that we cannot get left behind in because we're pretending that we're closed minded when we're not closed minded. Mm. So, that was, that's the Shindellas message, that's the weirdo workshop message, is that everyone is allowed in um, as long as you're learning to love yourself. So that we wanted that, that vamp is important because the part we, mm-hmm. we chose to repeat is the part we want to, to get tattooed on your brain. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Exactly, because yeah. I still walk away singing, I want the world to know. Exactly. You don't have to be, like, yeah. That should be what you're nuts. thinking about when you yeah. leave. Love you it. get us, you get us, man. No regrets. I want the You know what? This is one of my favorite songs on the album. And I love the title, Electric Blue. Mm-hmm. Electric Blue. How, what? Let's start with the title. How did that come about? This is so. So we wrote this song in, so in New York City. Mm. And that plays a big part in it because the first thing is that 
New York City feels like electric blue. Mm. It's electric. It feels like it's it's just always just fully charged. It's mm-hmm. making you anxious and aggressive and ambitious. And that's part of, we were choosing a color to describe a feeling. The word electric blue, the phrase came to us and we're like, well, how do we make everything sound and feel like that mm-hmm. color? And New York City is a part of it. Love feels like electric. I know we always attribute love to red and pink and Valentine's Day, but there's a there's a urgency and a electric, like a shock to love and mm. to attraction and to sex and all that stuff that feels like it's electric blue. Yeah. Yeah, there's an ambiance, like going back to the vamp. There's an ambiance to the to the vamp that really just gets to me, um, mm. especially the part where it's like... I'm like, yeah. yeah, and I just, like, I almost just want five minutes of that mm-hmm. that because <laughs> it just it feels so good well tomorrow like, they can arrange that right yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, guys you, you want a special want to send me a 12 inch you know yeah. <laughs> 12, you get your 12 inch we got you the maxi single go and put it on maxi. maxi single <laughs> hey we have to bring yeah. the maxi singles back yeah man electric blue right here the production side I wanted to to really paint that picture of the electric blue um, bonfire so that's why it's it's kind of happy and sing songy but it's got a the, the drum still is hard I'm still a, a, a nigga you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, oh my so it's it's not gonna be just outlandishly bright you know what I'm saying it's gonna have some undercurrents of the soul yeah and that that part that you speak of shout out to Beach Boys because that's yep. that's that feeling that, that I makes was, so much sense that I was yeah. trying to give. God only knows what I'd be so our friend to the show, Jimmy Allen. Jimmy knows yeah. music. Shout out to Jimmy. Jimmy Jimmy. Jimmy knows music. Jimmy knows, Jimmy music. knows music. Jimmy got soul. Jimmy got soul. <laughs> <laughs> so Jimmy Allen is featured on this next track, Teach Me a Song. Yes. Yeah. This song is one of my favorites. It's just a lot of things going on with teaching me a song that I think are important messages. First of all, Jimmy Allen is a is a black successful country artist. Mm. 
out of Nashville, where we are now living and doing music. And it was an important statement for us to highlight people from where we live, which is Nashville. We've grown a lot and been influenced by this city we call home now and the people we've met, including starting this podcast. And so we wanted to include Jimmy because we watched him blow up in front of our eyes. We all go, we feel, you know, we all go, go to the same gym and we watched Jimmy get his deal and put his single out and we wanted to support. But then also, just also remind people that black people invented country music mm. and still do it. Facts. 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 And, and, on, top, and, and uh, on top of inventing it, uh, Ray Charles had one of the most successful country albums of all time. Mm -hmm. Facts, no printer. Facts. Facts, no, <laughs> facts, no printer. <laughs> and, and on top of that, like, we're still doing it. And here's a really quality country-leaning song by three brilliant black people in Nashville, from mm -hmm. Nashville doing it. So that's, that's, that's the most, that's the most uh, large statement, I think, in terms of who's on the record. Mm -hmm. And the song itself is just, it's one, as a songwriter, it's one of the ones I'm most proud of because sometimes for a, what I consider a perfect pop song is when they're just compact and hit hard. And Teach Me a Song is not long, but it just, I'm proud of every melody, every note, the way Jimmy sings, the way I'm singing, the way Chuck produced it. It's just an important message done really well. Chuck, you ain't got nothing to say? Yeah, I got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga nodded like. <laughs> Just nodded like, yeah. Um, yeah, as, as far as the production, like, and I think in all my all my productions, there's this moment where I'm like, you're probably going too far. And <clears throat> the, the intro to Teach Me a Song is that moment. I remember vividly because I wanted to, to go from the future to the past on that song. And so I started with this. It's crazy. Japanese club music <laughs> in my mind. So, but I, once I tried to put them together, they it really didn't work. And I was like, in order to make this shit work, it's going to take some craziness. So that, all of that stuff, that's what it would take for that to work. And I was like, man, you're probably going too far. But I did it anyway, and it's hot. <laughs> so humble. <laughs> right, right. And it's hot. It is Talk hot. Shit. Talk your shit. Teach me a song. Don't get me wrong, it don't have to be long, but the words must be strong on the page. Cause I'm sick and tired of these colorful lies in the end. They've got nothing to say. Okay, okay, okay. Will you teach me a song and I'll sing along? We sound crazy. So then you had to teach me a song reprise. Or you said reprise. Or re I say reprise. I say reprise too. I say reprise. I say okay. reprise. So reprise it is. Yes. And so Caroline Randall-Williams Williams mm -hmm. is also featured on that. So I'm noticing she's throughout the album. I, I want to get more into that, but also why Caroline? Like, what was the significance? Like, what's She's another brilliant mind that we've met since we've been in Nashville. We were introduced to her through the Nashville Ballet, and we, we got a chance to see her ballet performed. Just watching, not just her performance, but the the content of her message, it was so in line with where we was feeling uh, where the workshop should be going as a black company. We should be highlighting voices like that. And so we reached out, I think Claude reached out to her on Instagram and set up a meeting and and it just took it from there. She's such an intricate part of 
the, um, the storytelling process of this whole album. Teach me a song. I'm talking the call and response, the ask and the answer. I'm talking, give me the words that let me fight for my life. Words that color this strife, but hold up over time with a natural rhyme, with a rhythm that knows the blood and the bone, that an ache need a home. We stay telling these stories and bearing this witness when the sound gets it right. That's how we take us with us. So she, she sprinkled throughout because we wanted to remind people of, like, as they're jamming mm. every now and then, like, here's this, the cultural significance. Yeah. And, and what, what, way to, what better way to do it than give a black woman a platform just to, to be the narrator, which is kind of what our life has been. It's been narrated by our moms and, and yeah. our, our friends and our sisters and our cousins and our girls. So it's cool to have her just be that voice. And, it's her, it's, and she actually wrote a she wrote a poem for every, every song. song. It's wow. All of them not featured on the on the album, but they'll we, be we're going to release it in some form later. real soon. Special deluxe edition on the way. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Maxi, Love that. Maxi single. Maxi singles <laughs> for all. <laughs> I can't let it go. <laughs> Maxi singles for all. Crazy. Another important thing to mention is that uh, we met, we named our album American Griots and not the American Griots. Because the, the the at the beginning the T H E would have suggested that me and Chuck are the only ones like mm. that. Look at us, we're the American Griots, almost like a superhero stance. Mm-hmm. And it was more like American Griots is a topic for all. Mm-hmm. And so not only Nashville, but everyone we know, Phil, Timon, you guys are both Griots. All, all the artists we work with that we feel are traveling around and telling interesting, important stories. If you're traveling around and you have a story to tell, you're a Griot. So it gives them a, a level of importance to what we're doing as people in the creative community. Crazy! So we come out of Teach Me a Song reprise, not reprise. <laughs> um, and one thing I do appreciate about this record is um, the fact that it's, it does tell a story. It flows, even though there might be contrasting sounds from song to song, it still fits. Mm. Um, and with Glow, it gives, um, how can I describe it? It gives like a, a ragtime, very 20s, Flapper. Flapper, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that kind of vibe. What was the origin of that? Like, what made you want to incorporate <laughs> that kind of sound on this record? Well, for, for me, sonically, um, I wanted to represent what I feel like the energy of our live performance is. You know, a lot of times our, our ballads get highlighted. Mm-hmm. When you come to a Lewis York show, it's all high energy, you know what I'm saying? And Glow is the one, it's one we've been testing on the road for the last six or seven months, so we yeah. know it works. I can't sit down, sit down. I'm not by my feet right now. Right now. It feels like the lights flew out. Cause baby, you hope got that flow. I can't get right, but it's okay, we got all night. Feels like a brand new heart. Cause baby, you hope got that flow. I wanted to make the impression of the the twenties era, era, and also uh, there's there's some Billy Joel to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. A lot of uptown girls. Uptown girl. 
So I wanted to make that those impressions. And a lot of times, like, I toy with live sounds versus um, sim sounds because I want to leave room for the live experience to grow. Yeah. Like, when you hear glow on the record, that's the bed of glow for live. You know what I'm saying? So when you put live drums on it and you put me playing, I, I'm not playing much piano on that. So yeah. it's 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 also some containment in, in the production. It's very, very meticulous stuff. Yeah. Uh, my head was DuckTales. <laughs> yes. DuckTales, every day that making DuckTales, DuckTales and Billy Joel were my inspiration for, yeah. for Glow. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. So the next song, How Will I Feel? This song, I wrote a few notes for this one. Um, as I was brushing my teeth, I was listening to this record. <laughs> um, there's a line where you say, deep down, I know I'll lose it all if I don't go. Yes. Um, and what I took from that was, um, from the entire song, really, is, Timon, you have to try not to miss out on a good thing. Mm. Even if it's relationships, it's career-wise, whatever it is, like don't be afraid. Like don't try to harp on what bad might have happened in the past that might keep you from really delving into your future. That's and, exactly what it's about. And I also wrote like we're so focused on the bad that could happen and what happened in the past that we're potentially missing out on our on our soulmate, or we're missing out on that potential career, or mm. we're scared to go back to school and we don't, you know, we failed out the last time and we're scared that we might do it again and we're yes. just missing out on the potential of just living our best life because we're so, we're harping on what happened in the past. And that that really spoke to me because I've really been dealing with that myself the last couple of years. Like, mm. Timon, just just go and do it and, and fuck everything else. How will I feel in the morning, tell me? If I don't go, if I don't go, how will I feel in the morning? Tell me, if I don't go, if I don't go, if I don't go, if I don't go. You don't want to miss out on love again Cause you just can't accept now She's got an easy spirit That you don't want to be without Better start asking yourself How will I feel in the morning? Tell me If I don't go If I don't go How will I feel in the morning, tell me If I don't go If I don't go If I don't go If I don't go Crazy! You wanna know a great example? We sang this song, Real Real Talk. We sang this song for something after we left Charlotte for LaShawn's funeral. And, and, and I, I looked at Chuck and I was like, yo, this song is heavy because we didn't want to go to, to, the, to the, the, our first award show in Atlanta. And it was a perfect example of like, if we hadn't gone and seen him that last time, mm. how would I feel? 
Mm. It had been so much worse. Yeah. Wow. And we said afterwards, like, yo, that was our reunion. Thank God we all went. Thank God yeah. we all met up and took the photos and the whole nine yards. And it, it, I got, I'm getting now that pit in my stomach and then that, that, that thing in my throat because it's, that's when, when, when music becomes real life. Mm-hmm. And it's like you write these songs to, to hopefully get you out of situations and help you heal stuff. And that song has actually healed a lot. But because of that situation, I'm like, yo, that's exactly why you get your ass up yeah. and you go places and you show up for people. And you commit to when you tell your right. friends you're doing stuff, you commit. Wow. Because you don't know what tomorrow brings. You don't know what's going to happen if you don't go. Yeah. Crazy. So don't you forget, one of my favorites, the song and the video. Yeah, man. <laughs> who, yeah. who directed the video? I mean, who did that? Shout out to Carly. Carly did that? Carly did that. Carly's part of Weirdo Workshop. Yeah, man. Amazing. She does all the artwork for even for We Sound Crazy and stuff yes. like that, too. Carly is a genius. Yeah. Actually, all the... All the artwork you see for Lewis York and and for Weirdo Workshop is Carly. She's, you know, we like to have creative people, weirdos, and in, step. In, in, in I love because I love shout the song. Carly, yeah, shout out yeah. to Carly because I love the song to begin with, but seeing the visual took it to a whole nother level for yeah, me. Yeah, man, that's another one that has double meaning. I mean, there's obviously like, I love you. Don't forget me. You know, there's there's the there's the basic meaning, but what Carly did was add that whole museum level to mm-hmm. it. So it's like. It's a letter, in my mind, it's a letter to, to black people. It's a letter, like, don't forget, let's not forget who we are. Wow. Let's not forget our culture. That's why you see all the artifacts, the Egyptian artifacts and all the crazy things flying past. Mm-hmm. And, and as musicians, let's not forget what we can do, what we're made of. Mm-hmm. It's a great, that's why we, that's why we, as soon as we did this song, Chuck and I'm like, this is the first single. listen to that record in the car I'm always singing come functions love train on top of that <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're doing a special remix to yeah. <laughs> we were th- we were we were thinking the whinings we yeah. were thinking earth wind and fire for sure uh Janet again Stevie with Stevie them. wonder yeah. God hello the horn breakdown yeah man crazy so velvet oh yes velvet oh yes talk to me Man, you know what I'm saying? At a certain point in a man's life, <laughs> right? He gotta have sex. You know what I'm right. saying? <laughs> <laughs> there comes a time yeah, you must make a certain call. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. man. And so, I, we we wanted to take you there, music, mm-hmm. yes, to that to that to that place, to that grown man place. Like oh, yeah. I remember, and I used to shun this shit. But as you grow up, you start to understand that it was about the elegance of the moment. You know what I'm saying? It was about the upscaleness of the moment. It wasn't. You wasn't just on some mattress in College Park, Georgia, just <laughs> doing it, doing some shit. Getting you know, doing it. We didn't. I, I didn't want. I didn't want it to feel like that. First of all, for me, I have to be very careful about how I represent sex, mm-hmm. and that's only because I I think it's you get very corny when you put too much bravado on sex. Like I just feel like who are you talking to? Like I gotta listen to this shit too. You know what I'm saying? So as as two super grown men. We wanted to be very careful how we express that that sentiment, and so that's the purpose. Definitely the purpose of the saxophone at the end. I wanted to bring back that feeling, and just the overall the overall vibe of it. It's, it's something way more 
sensual than animalistic. And mm. so that's that's what I wanted to get. It's not often that I lose my cool Keeping my composure That's my number one rule But I got a message today Saying baby, baby, I miss you Attached for the picture Unnewed The next thing you said Baby, tonight I want you to take me out Is that it's really easy to talk sex now, but it's really hard to make a record feel like sex. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you sure. can you can say like, "Oh, we fucking" on the record, and that's and that that that's a that's a statement. Anytime, any place feels like sex. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You feel what I'm saying? And so we were like, how do we make it, rather than just be as nasty as we can, because we can, that's not hard to do, how can we make this feel as nasty or as beautiful as you want to make it feel mm -hmm. just by listening to the record? Well, the sad part is everybody don't have velvet, so. <laughs> <laughs> Some people ask you shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all make sure y'all put some Vaseline on yeah, before y'all listen to this record. Come on, coconut oil. You got you got you got to, you got to moisturize. Drink water. <laughs> don't don't be out here like sandpaper. We want velvet. velvet we want please. velvet. We sound crazy. So I wonder. Mm. Next one is called I Wonder. Oh yes, mm -hmm. featuring Patrick Daly, the W. Krim singers, yes. and our good friend Caroline Randall Williams is back. Yes. Mm. Talk to me about this. This is a composition. This is a yeah. a composition. A composition. Film. What? Talk to me. I wonder. Man, this song took us on a journey. Mm. So, uh, we had this idea. We toyed with it on the Masterpiece Theater series, and then last year we performed at the Franklin Theater in our mm -hmm. hometown of mm -hmm. Franklin, Tennessee. I was there. You were there. That was the so you were there for the very first time that this rendition, this composition ever came mm -hmm. about. I don't know what made us decide even to try it this way. Yeah, we wanted we wanted to do some cultural stuff for the Franklin Theater because it was it was such a a rich history of cultural divide, and so we wanted to bring some of our our blackness to the, <laughs> our blackness to the table to the scenario. So so we we knew Patrick because he had sung at an event that we were being honored at uh, uh, months earlier, and he has this soaring, piercing, emotional, beautiful contralto voice, which was just otherworldly and weirdo because you don't see a lot of men who can sing that high or black men that are that do it. So it was like this: he's a keeper. And then we did it at the uh, the Franklin Theater, and it was we got a standing ovation. And that was just the, the, the crude arrangement of us piano. The, the band kind of learned it quickly. And we knew then we had to put on the album. 
And so then we invited Caroline into the picture and the W. Crimsingers is a group that Patrick put together of all local Nashville professional singers who are working all across the board who get together to sing as a choir and they sound beautiful. So that's how the song came together. But the topic of the song, we call it the Sermon of the Album. Again, in our bonfire experience, now that we've had our fun and we've introduced ourselves, you know who we are, let's get to the heart of the matter, which is I wonder if our ancestors came back and saw what was happening right now, would they be proud? Politics, spirituality, social media, religion, all of it. Would Martin be proud? What would he say if we had to explain what's going on right now? And mm. that makes that changes how you live life. True. And for me, I was, we was just trying to make a new hymn. Like I wanted to be reverent and I wanted to have jazz elements, but I definitely wanted to, to represent that, the same feeling that a hymn gives me. And so that's why we went all out with the, the strings and the, just the whole nine. It's just our presentation of what we feel like a hymn would sound like in 2019 Man. slash 20. A, Negro, a modern Negro spiritual. Yes. Mission accomplishment. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I wonder. I that record where it is on the album. That's what I want to know. Mm. Like, <laughs> like why, tell me that. Like, why Why not at the top of the album? Like, Love Takeover is how we end our shows. Got so it. it's actually okay. in, in that scenario that we talked about mm -hmm. early where we come into town. And I wonder is actually the message. Mm -hmm. That's the sermon. And then after the sermon, you have that celebration, that little joyful noise for people to go out. So that's what, yeah. that, that's why Love Takeover is. Dope where it is on the album. Yeah, if, 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 it's a, if it's a bonfire ceremony, you'd need to give people some some joy. There's this misconception that if you're, if you're unless you're angry and you're on all black and you're just, ugh, then you're not doing your part to be quote unquote woke or involved or turned up for the culture. And I would argue that our joy is an equal part of the protest. So the fact that this, uh, though they try to slay us, we're still here surviving. We're still trusting in, in him and ourselves. Like that whole part of being celebratory is a big part of what makes us resilient as, yeah. mm -hmm. as people. Um, in the 60s, a very similar t uh, time of turmoil, Motown was birthed. Mm -hmm. We couldn't get more shiny and celebratory and dancing Joyful. in the street yeah. is yeah. literally the name of a song. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
while people were literally getting killed in the streets. And that, that, that in itself becomes a protest. So after you pose that serious question, like with I wonder, to come out and say like, and you still couldn't keep us down. Like let love take over. We still, we're still resilient, we're still beautiful, we're still strong, we're still powerful. It's how we wanted to leave people. Mm. Wow. Well, love take over. Let it take you over right now. my favorite shout out Imani Wilkins who's also on that record yeah yes, and the I love Imani. who are who, who again bring that record to the, the women came in and brought the record to another level absolutely yeah. so yeah love takeovers are John yeah but wait a minute Chuck what's that let's talk we have some griots here as well <laughs> yeah we sent amongst griots. amongst griots so Phil you know, I'm getting tired of talking about the, the accolades. I'm getting tired of talking <laughs> it's about Phil's year. It the is wins. Phil's year. You know what I'm saying? It's your win. It's your winning year, Phil. Yeah, man. So let's just let's just share the spotlight with a griot and talk about how you just came back from LA. Hello. Receiving a living, living legends, legends award. Yeah, That's it's, crazy. Uh, Presented legend. by the Kelly, Kelly Rowland. Rowland. That was awesome. Thank that you, was man. Thank photos, you, Kelly. Man. Thank you, Kelly Rowland. Thank you, Israel Houghton and Adrian Holden, who came and hung out with me, and Tatari and all my friends. It was really dope. Cousin Angie, Angie uh, was in the building. And um, yeah, it was dope. But great night just honoring my 30-some-odd years on this earth. And it's truly a blessing to be under 40 yeah, and man. recognized by Were my you emotional? peers. I was very emotional because it was overwhelming to see so many people in the room that have inspired me and I've, have influenced me in some form or fashion uh, directly or indirectly since I was a young teenager. Mm. So I started in this business at 12 years old, my first internship, and saw some of those people in that room who have known me what? since that time. Yeah, full so that circle. Was, it was a full circle moment. It was just it was overwhelming. And then I get the award. Kelly and I walk out the back to just do some more photo ops. And who comes up to me but the king of R&B, Bobby Brown, <laughs> to congratulate <laughs> me. You lying. I am not lying. Literally, Tommy walked up to me first. I'm like, I know this guy. And then Bobby comes up and said, man, congratulations. And I was like, yo, I was like, man, you the OG King of R&B. I don't know why that came to my mind, but I literally <laughs> called Bobby you Brown. You told him to his face? I told him to his face, King of R&B, straight up. And so we took some photos. And um, shout out to Bobby Brown, man. Yeah, that's and, awesome. We need to get Bobby legend. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's some stories right there. Oh, absolutely. And some, and some record breakers, yes. too. Thank you, Living Legends Foundation, for such a momentous honor. And shout out to my friends at Billboard. They recognized me for 40 yeah. Under 40. Hello. Literally the week before. So thank you yeah. to um, Billboard as well. Awards. Awards. Ads, Awards. Receipts. Receipts. Come on, man. CVS receipts. <laughs> Walgreens receipts. <laughs> Walgreens receipts a little longer. Now, <laughs> nah, we're proud of you, dude. Yeah, no, we are. Thank you. But, this, but no, I'm just, I'm grateful. Thank you, God. And thank you, everybody on um, my team. Thank everybody just that I work with. Because um, I couldn't do it without them. Crazy. Back to the matter at hand. I want to thank you, brothers, because thank American you. Griots is available right now. Right now. now. Yes. All streaming platforms. All yes. streaming. All of them. Is it on MySpace? 
or Black Planet? I'll put it on MySpace. If, yeah. I'll put it on Pornhub if it is. Listen, <laughs> go to Pornhub.com right oh, now. Yeah. And get it. That's, that's a different version of Don't You Forget. <laughs> right. Listen. We should just put Velvet on Pornhub. Velvet, Velvet, Velvet on Pornhub. <laughs> Why you're kidding, Velvet actually would be a great one yeah. if you're going to do that. I'm down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We wow. should just make a totally X-rated video and put it on and put Pornhub. it on Pornhub. Sorry, mom. <laughs> don't don't go look for it on Pornhub. Mom. <laughs> we sound crazy. So I want to thank my co-host, uh, our co-host, Timon, Chuck Harmony, Claude Kelly, aka Lewis Short. Yes, this sir. is a special edition of We Sound Crazy yeah, man. podcast. Awesome. We had to celebrate this amazing, amazing body of work. Yes, sir. Man. We now, really hope everybody enjoyed the album. We worked really hard. We gave our all on this one, so we we really hope y'all dig it. And Phyllis, yep. We cannot leave, though, without talking about the very last song on this record. I mean, you guys really... Oh. A, a lot of times people do remakes, and it makes you wonder why this person is even alive. But... I oh, can man. honestly say, and I, I had, I had the grand opportunity of even like walking into the studio as you guys were like putting the final touches on this song, and yeah. they redid Desiree's "You Gotta Be." Reimagined, 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 if you will. And I talked about like the ambiance of the songs earlier, and when I tell you, like they just add an extra sheen to the song. It's mm. just, uh, it just, it, it really takes you there. And I, I don't know if she's heard it. But I don't know yet either. But when y'all like Desiree, if you listening, you need to go listen to they they bodied this record. Yeah, man. They bodied this record. And it's that's one of my favorites on the album too. That yeah. mean yeah, that's a lot that's the very last thing we recorded for American Grills was it this is. cover. And we and listen, Chuck and I do a lot of records, so we don't normally do covers. Uh but the the song is about what we're all about. Yes. The, every lyric is what we stand for. And so we kept hearing it and singing it as we were creating the album. And so last minute we we're like what if we just try it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And got to it that works. piano and that vibe took over. Yeah, boy. it works. And if you listen all the way through, because there's a song you know, then then, then it twists and goes into we Lewis Yorkify the ending. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's where we I think we really flex because you hear that that conversation between what I'm singing and Chuck playing. It's like Joe Sample. Yeah. Yeah. On the end, what Chuck is doing, and I'm I'm get, doing my best seal. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm proud of it, like I wrote it. I am. I, I'm, yeah. I, it's one of my favorites on the album because it's just it's, it sounds like our soul. And it's, then that the 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 part at the end that with the the percussion, that's actually our exit from the the uh, electric blue bonfire. That's how we would leave. The, the whole song is the benediction. Yeah. And then that that whole travel part at the end is literally us getting our back on a little spaceship. We started with African percussion on purpose. We started the album and ended the album with that because. Yeah. One of the main things that I wanted to to express to to all musicians is that sometimes you got to go back to your roots, mm. and I don't mean just going back to the shit you love from ten years ago, or fifteen years ago, or twenty years ago. Just explore, like go all the way back, yeah. mm-hmm. and see what you can pull from that, because that might give you a whole nother perspective of music that you're not even thinking about. Man, so shout out to I'm Lewis York for creating a body of work. Yes, yes. I mean that's just. Few and far between these days. People are just slapping shit on on CDs and on Spotify. And you got any names? Album. You got any names? I don't tomorrow? even want to go there today. Okay. I was hoping he dropped some names, but um, <laughs> this is a well crafted 
meticulously placed. The songs are placed where they need to be placed. And then you get to the end and you got to be, it's like the culmination of everything. Yes. Like it's, just, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's amazing. Y'all, y'all go listen to this record, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's dope. Shout out, to, shout out to our A&R and skills because yeah. <laughs> that's, that's our unsung. We should get an Esther role for our A&R skills. And y'all were able to do that yourselves. Like yeah. everybody can't be left to their own devices and A&R themselves. Yeah. Hence, a few albums that just recently came out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> any names? Any names? Is there a CVS receipt attached? But um, not everybody has that that, that 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 skill, that ability. So I really appreciate a, appreciate that about you too. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. American Griot is available now, all digital platforms. You yeah. know them. Yeah, go, please go stream. Download if you're still doing that, but go stream. Go yeah. stream. Go stream. And then come see us live when we come, come to town. Come see us live. Another question. We getting this on vinyl? Yeah, we 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 we're thinking we're talk, about we're talking that. about that. I'll pay. Okay. Well then well then you might get on vinyl then. Hey, shit. I will pay. Cool. You said the magic word. Pay. Right. <laughs> pay. <laughs> let's let, let's You pre-order it now tomorrow. tomorrow you <laughs> right, right, right. Just send me a link. Yeah. Cool. You heard it here. Yeah, let's yeah. go. So you gotta be reimagined. Yeah, let's go out yeah, with man. that. Let's go out with that. All right, y'all. Yes, sir. Special edition, we sound crazy. We out of here. We love thank, y'all. Thank love you, Lil Short. Thank y'all. Oh
Love 